wanted to talk to Sean because this is his first time ever attending the Winter Symposium. And I thought it was good for me. I'm hoping I can take these notes I have back, kind of digest them, and uh, have maybe uh, you know put some things into practice. Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, premier, professional, and proactive, brought to you by the Ohio Fire Chiefs Association. I'm your host, Clayton O'Brien, and I'm the Fire Chief for the City of Oregon, and I'm an active member of the association. I currently sit on the executive board for the Ohio Fire Chiefs Foundation, and I became an association fellow in 2021 as part of class number 10. The Ohio Fire Chiefs Association exists to improve the safety of Ohio by leading, representing, educating, and supporting Ohio emergency services. This podcast is not only for the members of the association, but also for any other fire and emergency service leaders. It is the purpose of the association to promote education, best practices, and study ways and means to cope with the ever-increasing need for a better understanding of the complex problems which are being presented to the fire protection and emergency services of our nation today. And I'm joined by my co-host, Assistant Chief Joel Fry from the Napoleon Fire Department and Fire Chief Joshua Hartberger of the White House Fire Department. Thanks, Clayton. Hello, I'm Joel Fry, Assistant Fire Chief for Napoleon Fire and Rescue. I am a current member of the OFCA and I currently sit on the Education Committee. I am happy to be here striving to advance the fire service as a whole. And I'm Joshua Hartbarger from the White House Fire Department. I'm also a member of the Ohio Fire Chiefs Association and I sit on the Education Committee and the Legislative Committee. Welcome to episode 15 of the Triple P Podcast. Uh, today we get to be joined by Lieutenant Sean Whitcott from uh, Sylvania Township. Sean's actually been a lieutenant on that truck for uh, 24 years, is, is that right, or 23 years? Well, I've been a lieutenant for a little over a dozen years, but uh, on the vehicle for 24. Okay, on the vehicle. That, wow, that's great. Congratulations, 24. That's, uh, that is uh, um, a long time, you know, and, and I know that uh, staring down at uh, retirement here probably before too long. But uh, we actually get to have Sean today because we're going to talk to him a little bit about um, – the Winter Symposium. So we're here at the Winter Symposium right now doing this recording. And, and we wanted to talk to Sean because this is his first time ever attending the Winter Symposium. And so we wanted to kind of get his reaction on um, attending it for the very first time, what his thoughts, what the takeaways were. And then um, and then we're going to jump into something that Sean is uh, very, very passionate about, and that's your HERO program and the community paramedicine. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. So let's just start with talking about the um, winter symposium. So first time that came, how in, uh, how did you get introduced to coming to the symposium? Actually, I was introduced uh, through the Ohio Fire Executive Program, I'm currently in class 22. And that was kind of uh, suggested, you know, through uh, both my reader, uh, Chief Matz, and then also some of the staff that's down there in Columbus. Uh, it was a, so I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I can do that. And I wasn't for sure what to expect, but uh, this has been a great two days to be able to come down here and just get some insight and some education, and uh, you kind of take away maybe some things I can do, hopefully better myself. Yeah, yeah. What was the highlight? Uh, if you can pick anything out of this very fast, because, I mean, you know, this happens very quickly in, in just one overnight stay, but the highlight of this symposium, what was your favorite part? I would say listening to Candace's uh, lectures over the last couple of days, and that discussion about, you know, leadership, management, because obviously I have a little bit of a role in that. I do act up sometimes and fill the roles of the battalions when they're off there in Sylvania. 
So it's a lot of different hats that you kind of put on yeah. at different times. And the, the perspective that she brought out was uh, it's real, it's insightful, and I thought it was good for me. I'm hoping I can take these notes I have back, kind of digest them, and uh, have maybe uh, you know put some things into practice that maybe I should do better at. Absolutely. Yeah, she was a phenomenal instructor. I mean, we took away so much. The first class, uh, second one this morning, too, uh, and, and she kept referring to this uh, uh, newsletter that she sends out. Yeah. And that was something that, I you know, just that. just the, the, the few pieces that were put on there, it seems like something so simple, but it's like the communication that you hit now with almost all of your members, it's amazing. I, I absolutely loved the newsletter thing. The newsletter was awesome because it was the feedback from her crew. So from her battalion, she said that she had, what, 60 in 60 her battalion? 60 people, yeah. So if she had 60 people in her battalion and she does it by through email, and then to get all the feedback of, like, what's these little tips, tricks of the trade, whatever else, and, and the one very simple thing that she had put in there that was so impactful from a firefighter that was sent to her was, um, well, it was actually a fire uh, engineer that they called him in their yeah, department, yeah. and it was the picture of the little switch, and yeah. so, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, the new people think that the O is for on, and it's not, and yeah. so, like, but that, that feedback came to her, she's able to put it in the newsletter, there's, it's amazing, she, the one thing that I really appreciated about the way that she brought that together is how she, you know, the fire service is historically what hard to change tradition, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we do, but if you really think about it, that's kind of a new age thing. It's real as just, just kind of validating what you said uh, regarding some of her firefighters bringing that point forth, you know, at the end of the day, the goal when we get on that fire apparatus, whether it's a ladder or an engine you know, maybe if it's a transport, whatever that may be, we're just hoping to affect change for that person's worst day, right? Yep. So those little tidbits can just make your job go so much easier. And she kind of talked about the truck companies. You know, the two truck companies that come off, they were basically battle ready, and off they go. I think she said four minutes roughly later, yep. she was hearing discussion about how, you know, ventilation was completed. You know, comparing that to maybe another uh, ladder company that, Maybe they didn't work together all the time or whatever that situation was. But just, you know, honing your, your craft, honing your skills, so that way when you actually do have to go out and help somebody on their worst day, we're ready. You know, it's just great. And, and I honestly, <laughs> I'd love to see us do that in Northwest Ohio too. I yeah, mean, because we all have tips and tricks, you know, things that we work together so much anymore, you know, through mutual aid and automatic aid and stuff like that. I think that would be a great little thing to somehow start. I mean, I'm just going to throw it out there for the Lucas County Fire Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> you maybe you guys could consider uh, taking that back for some discussion. Uh, that would, be, I mean, yeah, it was a good, it. it was a really, yeah. really good idea. Uh, and because just you know that the switch was a small example of everything else yeah. that was included in there, and um, and just you know, and again, what she talked about is just you know when I'll, I'll always harp on that from the bottom up that she talked about, yes. and so that's where she's just really bringing the bottom up and meaning that everybody in the bottom of the organization still can be impactful for the entire organization, and even if that newsletter goes. And I think, did she say that newsletter goes to all the other BCs, right? She sends it to all the other BCs. Yeah, she said she had a pretty big distribution list. And uh, and, and, and you're spot on. And, and it includes the inclusion from those line members. I mean, that those pieces are written by, you know, anybody within within her watch, which, I mean, that's huge. It's not just coming from her, you know. Yeah, yeah, correct. Now, so the so Candace was awesome. Uh, and then we had another speaker today and uh, all about mental health and PTSD. Yeah, Dr. Chard. Yeah. That was, uh, I really took away, I, I know 
just a little bit, very little about peer support uh, through uh, one of the gentlemen that works with me in my station. You know, he's he's one of our leading peer support members for Sylvania Fire. Uh, very, very smart when it comes to being able to kind of how do we move forward with this. He's taken a lot of that training. He's military also, so he probably has an entirely different perspective that I don't even know. But I, I thought that her comments about the assessment yep. and some of those different things, because I don't know if you guys recall uh, last year, I actually put a presentation together that kind of bridged that a little bit at the county. Mm-hmm. And I did talk about that EMDR a little bit. I didn't even really have a lot of knowledge of these other treatments that she mentioned, you know, that, that apparently are very effective to help people to, to cope or to deal and to get back to feeling good is what mm-hmm. I kept hearing her say again and again. So that was, uh, this whole conference has been absolutely amazing, especially for a line, just a company officer to come down, have that opportunity to do that, you know, basically at the suggestion of the OFCA and now to go back and hopefully have some conversation with the fellows at, at uh, station number 62 uh, on a shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's well, what it's about. That is exactly what it's about. And, uh, you know, and I, I will say that, you know, coming to this conference for the last few years, I think since I think 15 or 16, 16 was my first year that I came. And uh, each and every year, I feel like it's gotten a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically because of the feedback that we're all, you know, putting out there, you know, being honest on the surveys and letting them know. Um, but I do want to circle back to uh, Dr. Chard, where she really honed in on um, the the novelties, if you will, of what's treating the therapy, you know, what, what treats PTSD. Because that that's what I took away a lot was, you know, the, maybe these novelty and experiments of this, you know, like whether it be the therapy dog, how she said it's great to have a dog. Uh, you know, dogs are great, but it doesn't treat PTSD. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when you get into all those other things of cannabis and CPD or CBD, um, horses and, and all the different things that she broke down of that, there are some good, some stay away from completely. Um, and then that this jargon of, you know, marketing that goes out to be able to push these things on that people think that they might be resolving something, but they're just not. Yeah. Yeah. Empty yeah. promises. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's scary because, you know, individuals in those, I feel like they're just vulnerable, right? You're, if you're, you're in the, you're in a vulnerable position, you want to be able to, you know, solve what's going on that, that trauma. And so it really takes, you know, therapy in a, um, and, and broke down in the ways that she talked about, the, the congenitive and the EMDR. And what, there was a, the PE one. Yes. Uh, there was yeah. the PE as well. And so it's, uh, she just had all these ones that were broke down in a ways that I think are so much more valuable that you didn't need a whole bunch of marketing to say, like, you know, go buy a horse or, um, you know, not that they're not good. She, she stressed that, that it, they're good to have and they might be, you know, a coping me- mechanism for a very short period of time, but they certainly ain't going to resolve your PTSD and actually get to the root cause of it. I, uh, I, Totally agree with what you're saying there. And I, I, I guess a self-reflective thought that I had when she was mentioning the discussion on cannabis, you know, and you just mentioned a second ago about how, you know, it doesn't necessarily, it's not proven, I guess, if I understood her correctly, to treat PTSD. Yeah, correct. Right? That's, that is you know, correct. It's not, what does it do? I mean, it kind of mass of symptoms. And, and as she mm-hmm. was just having this discussion, you know, I work a little bit in the ERs um, throughout the county uh, with my nursing background. And I just had a conversation probably in the last, well, the holidays are just kind of coming over. So back in late December, early January, I, I happened to pick up a, like a little four-hour shift. 
And one of the physicians I was working with, um, she had mentioned to me, you know, about sedation. We were talking about, we had a, a patient that come in that was very uh, sedated on, obviously was on cannabis and was having a lot of the GI issues that is a side effect of that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that discussion, she says, you know, it's interesting because I sat through my holiday meal. This is what she was having a conversation. And she said to my sister, who usually I fight with quite a bit, was just really chill at at, I guess their Christmas dinner. And then she was looking around. I guess the brother was doing the same thing and then realized that mom was very, the whole room. And then finally, after sitting together for about an hour, she kind of started asking some questions. And apparently everybody in the room was trying some of these gummies and different things like that. And so she says, is this the, the new state of uh, of life in our country at times? You know, utilization of, of yeah. that. Yeah. And wow. it keeps everybody kind of sedated yeah. as opposed to treating what Dr. Chard was referring to. So... Just kind of a side note, but it was just something I thought about. I was like, wow, I said, that actually kind of really makes sense. And it yeah. just kind of, you know, the light bulb went on in my mind for that as to, huh, just insightful. <laughs> so what a great conference for those reasons. You know, you can kind of tie those pieces together. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Dr. Charge, she was from uh, University of Cincinnati, right? Correct. UH Health and, yep. uh, and the... Uh, no, she didn't have her email on there, but she did have a phone number. She just talked about that if anybody wanted to, you know, reach out to her, then she would certainly be able to have her or her team, you know, be a part of assisting your department and uh, just giving you a different ways than, you know, you're, everybody, we, we naturally just go to like, oh, well, we have an EAP. Yeah. So yeah. we just naturally go to there. I think it's the easy button a lot of the times. Um, and, and, but like that question that that one guy brought up, I, I don't know who, who brought it up in there because I couldn't see who was talking, but he did bring up the question about, you know, there is the EAP, but we're in like uncharted territories. For a lot of us in the room that may have never dealt with an employee that really has some, you know, PTSD or some mental health that needs to be helped with, uh, of who are those correct people to, you know, uh, get them in line with or get them connected to. She was saying that she brought up like a, a sheriff and a cop, you know, and they were able to do in five or eight sessions. That is not through and was not through their EAP. It was Correct. outside of the EAP. And I think that that's, that's a big point to take away because I can say for myself, it's always been, well, we got an EAP. That's that's what we have. That's who we go to. Now, um, having, uh, having Dr. Chard gives us another phone number, at least to be able to contact to find out, who should we go to? And is Correct. What, you know. and, and I think, you know, part of that takeaway was, you know, having that EAP, just like you said, it's like, okay, good. You know, we have an EAP, a resource for our employees to use, but now it's also our responsibility to make sure is it effective. Correct. You know, and that's, and I think that's what she kept hitting on is that, yes, there are very effective EAPs out there and it's an, at least the introduction uh, to get somebody into some type of, of uh, care or assistance that they need. But again, it's our responsibility to make sure it's effective. Yeah, very, very true. Very true. And I and that just to piggyback last thought on, at least on that for myself, was she mentioned about how those different types of actually therapy, like, you know, the discussion. So it's that human connection. Yes. You know, to kind of have a conversation. Because if one of our firefighters, you know, is, is dealing with or having a hard time dealing with maybe a situation that they – um, saw or were involved with, you know, that trauma that's continuing, you know, it sounds like that's a very effective treatment, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, you go see your family doctor and they put you on an SSRI or something like that. And, you know, one of those antidepressant medications mm-hmm. and just kind of send you down the road. It, it makes me really wonder. It's like, you know, if, if you're looking at uh, therapy, 
as opposed to like a medication, that magic pill that she kind of talked about, yeah. you know, it's not always going to fix that. So as you mentioned a second ago, it was like, is it effective? You know? Yeah. So maybe as we learn more about this, I'd love to get more insight as a company officer. So that way I respond hopefully appropriately, you know, not only to my own thoughts, but also to those that are on the crew there at the station that if they're having a challenge, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, can we help you out or whatever that may be? Obviously we have the peer support. So I'll lean on them. Mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah. in some respects to maybe start that process, but just a, a very insightful conference uh, to really think about. Yeah. Well, and that, you know, I, and I just was just thinking about that when you were saying like, so great conversation about Dr. Chard and just kind of a little insight on the level of, you know, speakers that are coming to this conference. So um, let's go back to yesterday so you arrived so tell us about what what time did you get in tell the audience that would be listening you know like what the day looks like on your very first day and did you feel lost at any time who did you who did you reach out to who'd you talk to how did all that kind of go for you well i reached out uh, to chief ram a little bit and obviously i'd mentioned that uh, in passing there with chief nye the other day uh when i stopped into sylvania i said yeah i was planning on coming down kind of you know had talked to him about it briefly but then I got here, obviously we had, uh, the website was showing us the daily activities. So it kind of gave you, it laid out that blueprint, you know, for the stuff. So you can come down here, you could tour the state house, you know, and then obviously the introductions and then that the legislative updated and then obviously getting into some of Candace's discuss, discussion prior to going over to the state house to, uh, uh, have some conversation with the uh, senators and the elected officials later on, just a very, very, uh, organized and very well put together. And I mean, and today was the same way. How was that as far as like the uh, legislative update? You know, when Steve gets up there, Michelle gets up there and talks about all the bills, how, because that's a huge takeaway for me, because like usually a lot of times it's, you know, that there's things working through the house or the Senate or um, they're getting introduced, but you just don't know what phase they are, how important they are. But most importantly, where does the Ohio fire chiefs and us as a state, uh, you know, look or view, do we support, do we not support? And I want to, I like, like to have that feedback and have those individuals um, be able to kind of give us the breakdown before we go over to the state house. So did you take a lot away from that? I, I tried to as much as I could. That was obviously probably one of my first exposures to that ever. Um, as you mentioned a second ago, the preparation that they put into that, you know, from the OFCA, that uh, page, the, the document that was created to kind of discuss some of those things some of those things i'd never even heard of yeah see yeah. you know yeah. but it's so yep. vital and i mean i'm just you know from a company officer standpoint obviously you guys are chiefs and you're you're managing this every day you know you're trying to affect that you know that change and you're leading that throughout the state you're having that those conversations with the elected officials but from a company officer pers- perspective i can go back and share this with the guys and just say hey this is some of the stuff that's going on at the state house mm-hmm. to try to fund us to ha- make sure that we have a functioning you know, radio system, some of those types yeah. of things. Yes. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think about some of the conversation that's ensued over the past few months with the aging system that we kind of have back home, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the discussion with the hospitals. Yeah. And I'm curious to know is like, is there a little bit of a relationship between this? So the state's trying to move forward with this and they're doing that because what we've always had for years is maybe just no longer usable. You know what I'm, you know, exactly. You know, exactly. And, I, and I'm, I may not be a hundred percent correct with that, but it's like, it, it really just starts to connect the dots. So I guess from the, this entire presentation, the legislative update, just to get that basic knowledge of the Marks radios, 
you know, you think about some of those little tolls that they put on our cell phone search, surcharges and stuff like that to be able to fund that. So that way we have an effective, you know, progressive uh, 911 system, you know, to be able to have our community members call that when they need help is important. That's mm-hmm. a huge, huge mm-hmm. thing. Yep. You know what I thought was also cool too is then that so then after you get the update you're kind of like you feel prepared you know in the oh, last yeah, minute yeah. we feel prepared when we're walking over to the state house did the picture you yeah. you know yeah. out front um, and then go inside and you know they had it broke up into different tables so yes. they have the uh, little bit of food there and different tables all around in the different districts and um, and this was in this they they've kind of always. I don't know if it's been every year, but they combine it with a little bit of the EMA too. So EMA was up in that, in that second story there. And, uh, but it makes great FaceTime for our house of rep and our senators. Mm -hmm. And, and there is a lot of them that attended. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I, I know for, for us, we had Paula Hicks Hudson that came. And, um, and so that was great to, you know, be able to talk to her. I've only met her one time before and then being new in my area as a chief, then this is new to be able to meet her and to be able to have a little bit of FaceTime that's outside of the department, outside of any of that kind of like we get into their, uh, you know, their playing field, if you will. Yeah. And, w- and what I love about that too, is each, you know, may not even be your representative, you know, you're meeting everybody that is in your surrounding area. So those, you know, connections are being established so that they can work together. So. Exactly. I mean, you think about, I had a little bit of discussion with Paula Hicks Hudson too. And obviously some of those talking points that we discussed here, you know, through the legislative update was good to kind of continue that conversation. But then I also noticed that she's had a lot of questions back for us. Yes. And I don't know if you guys were there when that actually happened, but uh, much discussion about the hazmat response. I think we might've talked about that at dinner last night briefly, but that's important. I mean, it's obviously on the minds of our elected officials and to be safe, you know, mm-hmm. some of those things, you know, you think about that vinyl chloride situation there in East Palestine and, you know, the inhibitor probably, you know, wearing off as time goes on. That was probably one of the reasons. I mean, obviously they'll, they'll put out a review at some point, but just from a company officer perspective, I was like, yeah, this is what we kind of deal with. This is our hazmat first responder offensive, you know, for our hazmat response. But it was really nice to see her coming back and engaging the fire chiefs yes. and saying, Hey, you know, what do you need? You know, I just had an epiphany because <laughs> he just said, so like you just said that and I always go back to this bottom up and that we value that Candace has, has you know, harped this whole time about, uh, you know, the value of the people and the people want to be just heard. They just want to be heard. And so like, think about the way that we felt at the state house by Paula Hicks Hudson, just showing up one and then yeah. letting us be heard. And, and that is just that how, how valuable that is or how it makes us feel that we're able to um, talk about those issues. That, and then not to mention there's actual conversation back. So what they have the questions about it, that she's engaged and gets bought into it and wants to help us. You know, she, she wants it's to help understand us. it. It really is. Yeah. So I, I, sorry, I just, I had this little like, oh my gosh, you know, just as much as, you know, employees want to be heard, so do we. Um, And, but you just got to have somebody to listen. And so for her to be able to make it there, and I will say for Joel, you know, I, uh, Joel, uh, being down here for your first time as well. And uh, you actually got to meet uh, um, Mr. Hoops. And so, uh, you know, I know that you've talked to him and seen him before, but, you know, he has always been him and uh, Rob McCulley from our area, uh, you know, from the area in Henry County has come up a lot of times, you know, and have come here um, and, and spent some time on the on the floor. And it's just, you know, it's a good, good time. So can you talk a little bit about what you talked with him about? 
Yeah, well, uh, I uh, first off caught up with him because last time I saw him, he wasn't feeling very good. <laughs> but no, just uh, just the standard, you know, just catching up and uh, getting the questions out there of, uh, you know, kind of what's pressing in the area. And um, he's always uh, talking about he's from Deschler and mm-hmm. driving through Napoleon. And um, so, no, we just caught up a lot on uh, on kind of the local talk. Yeah, which is, you know, that I think that means so much, you know, so, um, but, you know, he's been in attendance for, uh, you know, quite a few years, and, and so being able to catch up with him was really he's good. He's always in attendance, um, and I mean, that, that is, that is mm-hmm. something, I mean, you see these people, you know, that are very supportive and want to come in, you know, they, they want to hear from us, which is, which is awesome. Thank you for tuning in to the Triple P Podcast, premier, professional, and proactive, brought to you by the Ohio Fire Chiefs Association. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you feel so inclined, please help us spread the word by telling your fire and EMS friends about this channel.